0: Welcome to the GMS Podcast, brought to you by GMS Distribution. GMS specializes in temporary portable power distribution equipment for the restoration contractor. I am your host and owner of GMS, Jared Steer, and today I will be talking to my friends. Yes, there we go. We are recording. And today I do have a very good special friend with us today. Michelle Blevins, how are you? So good to see you.
1: I am great, Jared. Thank you for having me. And I love your intro that I'm going to be talking to my friends because I feel like that's how I feel like on my podcast and the fact that you just call it out and you're like, yeah, these are my friends and this is what we're doing. I love that you just own it. I love it.
0: Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was kind of uh, I know when when I when I first started the podcast, people like, well, what do you you know, your your power distribution? What are you going to talk about? And I was like, I'm just going to talk to my friends like it's (laughs) That's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to talk to my friends. Um, You're not
1: going to talk about power distribution all the time. That'd be really exciting.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Just every week, one hour of power distribution. Um, Yeah. That would be terrible. I would, I would hate that. So um, I'm sure everyone else would too, but yeah. So friends and Michelle Blevins, you are a good friend of mine and I am excited to talk to you today. You've been on the podcast before. I should have looked up what episode it was before we started recording, but, uh, People go find that episode with Michelle. But today, Marks, well, almost, right? Almost one year that you have had CNR magazine.
1: It is. It is. We were recording this on a Friday, and Monday is my one year. I it came up on my Time Hop app, I think a couple days ago when I announced this is my last day at R R. It came up and I was like, Oh, yep.
0: It's been Here a we year. Are,
1: full circle.
0: Yeah. So well, I'm excited to talk to you about. just your experiences, what you've you've had so much going on and I don't want to say really change but transition right Um, to what you're doing now and I can't I I, I can't wait to get into this conversation it's going to be so much fun Um, but before we do why don't you go ahead any background any intro information you want to give the listeners before we get started Uh, I'll open it up to you go ahead.
1: Okay, all right. So, for people that don't know me that are listening, hello and Jarrett, thank you for having me. Um, My name is Michelle Blevins. I'm the publisher and owner of CNR Magazine. I've been in the restoration industry about seven years now, got my feet wet in restoration, being the editor in chief of RNR Magazine um, before buying CNR from the RIA last year. So, if you aren't familiar with it, CNR stands for Cleaning and Restoration. It is the oldest publication in the industry. It's a little unclear how long it's been around since the mid-60s-ish, we think, but there was even a newsletter I found out predating that, so a little unclear. Pete Consigli has been kind of trying to dig into that and find out how long (laughs) it's been around, but don't know at the moment, but it is the longest-running publication in the restoration and cleaning industry, and it's been known for thought leadership that entire time, having great um, high-level education, thought leaders that are contributors. And so I've spent the last year kind of expanding what was the RIA's brand into a brand for the entire industry, like a full media brand that serves the industry as best as I can help it do so.
0: That's great. Well, and for anyone, the RIA, the Restoration Industry Association, um, great organization. And yep. that's, that's so interesting. The magazine has been around that long or a publication of has that's, that's a really long time. Yeah. That's, that's, that's been very cool.
1: It is. I had a few people when I was trying to figure out what my next career step was. And I mentioned, you know, maybe trying to buy a magazine. They're like, well, but you know, why would you buy from an association? Why would you buy something existing? You know, you have the relationships and you could maybe try to start something on your own. And it's like, well, no, why wouldn't I try to go after something that is such a legacy piece that people already massively respect. And, um, I knew at the time that the RIA was kind of looking for ways to keep it moving forward and don't didn't necessarily have the funds to pay for a full-time editor like associations did in the past. Um, so it ended up working out, working out very well.
0: No, it, it sounds good. Well, I think, I mean, there's something with, you know, purchasing something that's already existing. It's already established. It, it has a good name behind it. I mean, there's a lot to say about that. And, and, uh, you know, kind of the struggles of a new startup and trying to do all of that, that marketing and and all of that piece to get to that level when you can just start at that level and go. That's, uh, which it sounds like that's like exactly what you did. You, you came in and just hit the ground running. And, and if I remember right too, a big part of this was you wanted to bring the magazine back to print, correct?
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh R&R had done away with print at the beginning of the pandemic. And CNR, I think was down to one print issue a year that they were printing for their show. And they were doing, I think, four issues total a year. So three digital one print. So mm. finding any sort of print resource in the industry was getting pretty difficult. And, I had seen the level of engagement drop when print went away, but there are all these statistics showing younger people do like print and having something tangible. And I think there's more longevity with print, right? Like once an email hits your inbox, either you're looking at it or you're not, or you're scrolling through social media and you're engaging or you're not. But the likelihood of you going back to that and engaging with it later is pretty unlikely. So oh, with sure. print, it's like, all right, those are on break room tables now and showing up in mailboxes and mm-hmm. people are traveling with them. And so it gave like this extra oomph to it. And so I think it's worked out really well. And I've been excited to partner with some of the, um, some of the instructors and academies in the industry, like REITs and RTI and um, Barb Jackson and some of the others and sending packages of magazines to them that they give to their students and just Any way that I can get the magazine out there is essentially what I've been trying to do. (laughs) Well,
0: I think it's, well, it's been working. It's been coming to my mailbox. So you've, you've at least got it that far. So, Uh, but, but no, I, I agree. I think that, well, I know for me, you know, uh, I, I, I subscribe to a couple of different magazines, um, but you know, this, the, there's something about, you know, so much, I think so much of my intentional time now is getting off of my phone getting yeah. off of the computer i don't want to read another article i don't want to i mean even i i don't like i try to I, I i try to just put the phone either turn it off or do not it drives it honestly drives my wife crazy She'll, she'll ask me a question and she'll be like well look it up I'm like i don't have my phone And she's it's like why don't you have your phone over we'll be driving somewhere she's i was like what's the direction she's like look it up i don't have my phone so i'm i'm very conscious trying to get rid of that but what what i do instead is i pick up a book i pick up the magazine and i and i interact with it that way and i it's much more enjoyable to to read those and then to even reference back to them it's right Mm -hmm. there on the table i can go pick it up and yeah right here look at this Um, so i think that was a great move thank you very much for doing that i i enjoy the print version and i think there's 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 obviously a level of value in in print it isn't always that we have to go technology forward uh there is a value in print
1: yeah there absolutely is and there's ways that you can find a happy medium too right like there is the digital edition i mean the print edition gets converted into the digital edition and then there's i don't know five times as much content that never even makes it into the magazine on the website and all of that right like there's content that's coming out constantly that you're not going to see in the magazine so no matter how you prefer to dive into content, you can find it in print or digital or whatever. Like there really is something for everybody. And I think that like you said, there can it can be both mediums and it can then serve everybody.
0: Well, and, and going to the website, your website is fantastic. I, I will admit I just visited it before we got on this this call because I wanted to check it out. So I've spent about the last half hour kind of clicking around a ton of information. Uh, a ton of information and you're doing you're doing interviews you're you have your own podcast you have then the magazine in print and the like you're kind of I mean yeah you bought a magazine but you're hitting all of the media marketing channels that, that I think exist I, I think I think you've I think you've, you've probably got some that I don't even know about <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you hit all the nails on the head. I think that was my goal. And that's kind of how I brand CNR as being a full media brand for the industry. So like I've been surprised and maybe you're the same way. So my podcast... Um, I record it in video and then also audio and I I am seeing a shift now where there's less and, fewer and fewer video views and more and more audio listens where I think people are getting mm-hmm. used to listening to things on the go and I love that it pops up like hey there's a new episode if you're like a Spotify or Apple podcast or whatever yeah. those people get alerts then when there's a new episode I love that so I'm seeing a big shift there and people wanting to be on the go and listening
0: I said it's very easy to organize my podcast I subscribe to them Uh, I know for me personally I use google podcast as the as my app and yeah it it organizes them. As soon as the new one comes out, it puts it to the top of the list. As soon as I complete one, uh, it takes it off of my list. So it's very easy for me to, to scroll through to see who I haven't listened to, what episodes I haven't listened to yet. And then, and then I can just go right to the, the podcast itself, click on it, and it'll show me any episode that I haven't listened. So that's, it's a, it's a great way. Yeah, I think one, I mean, listening to the podcast, there's, there's, great apps out there that organize them so easy for you, where it's not a YouTube channel where I'm going to click on one YouTube thing that I want to watch. And then it's going to show me 20 things that I don't want to watch, or, yep. or that I do want to watch, but I'm wasting my time by watching, <laughs> by watching.
1: <laughs> yes. That's, it's not that's intentional. Exactly right, you're it's like not intentional. Of, yes. I yeah.
0: get that. Um, And I know, I know with my podcast, I know you've you and a lot of people do, you know, the video, especially with zoom, it makes it easy. And we're on zoom today. Um, but usually, usually I'm just over the phone. We don't, we don't record Mm -hmm. a video. We're not on video when, when we do the podcast. Um, and my preferred, and I don't know how many interactions you've had to, you've got to do this. My preferred is just in person there. The podcast quality and the conversation quality I think is, is so great. And that's my favorite way to do it is in person. Um, but again, but we don't record, but no video. We just we just put the recording out.
1: I have a really hard time doing audio only. So I was like, oh my gosh, I think if you had called me and we didn't do it without Zoom, I think I would have struggled. I oh, really? really have a hard time with just, I'm so like bananas. And then if I don't have to look at somebody and talk to somebody, I could be who knows where I try my best, but... <laughs> I could be anywhere. So
0: see, I guess I guess yeah, when I'm on the well when I do the the podcast I'm usually in a recliner or i somewhere where as no one wants to see me, me my video when I'm just on a on a phone and I'm just like writing notes and whatever but yeah, it is it's different though. It's uh and and what people are used to and and yeah i mean, usually we usually open it up to like hey do you want to do it on the phone you want to do it on zoom what what's what's most comfortable for you that's that's where i'm happy but uh yeah okay enough yeah. About, enough about that you have way cooler stuff going on than us talking about phones or zooms um in this last year you i mean i'm just i'm so interested in the whole journey from you know you decide to to get the magazine kind of like your list of goals and dreams and your execution process and then I'm pretty sure we haven't talked, but I'm pretty sure everything didn't go 100 percent to plan for you. So, you know, kind of seeing those roadblocks or those those pivots that you've made uh, in getting to where you're at now, how it's been going and then where where you see it going. Uh, I don't know if you where where you want to start in that journey, but that's that's really what I'm interested in
1: you're gonna have to walk me back through that as we go that's also how i ask questions on my podcast so now i know how my people feel here's 20 questions
0: Go. i want to know about five years of your life start go yeah um but no this Uh, this last year what was you know what were kind of the the ideas behind you know you want why did you want why did you want the magazine
1: um I wanted to bring something that was fully independent for the industry that didn't have a big media company or an association over them kind of making the decisions. Not that that's bad. I just, our industry is um, very particular (laughs) when it comes to their content. They don't want advertiser written content, really. They don't want product pushes. They want to literally be educated in the content that they're bringing in, which is rare. In the B2B world, most B2B magazines have product pushes in their articles. You're going to find a ton of advertorial. That's very much how the B2B world works. But um, I was kind of ending up in an uncomfortable place where I didn't, I was, I just, I knew I needed to go a different direction. And so I don't, my big, I, I did not see this coming. I will totally say that I had hoped to, start my own company at some point, but I didn't know what it was. I imagined that it would maybe be a marketing consulting type company or um, something like Jocelyn Dornfeld, if you know her, like her marketing Mm -hmm. or 365 marketing, like something like that. That's what I kind of thought maybe I would be into at some point. I, she and I had even talked about working together for a while. And um, then it just, you know, pandemic, the pandemic, I think made everybody kind of rethink their lives and their paths right and so that really just gave me that push to start exploring I felt kind of a nudge I think from God like all right figure something out so that's what I pursued buying CNR did end up working out and so the last year I guess my goal honestly for the first year and maybe this isn't a good goal but was to survive and not make any big mistakes (laughs) and just kind of like enjoy the ride as it's going learn as I go and not have this like Clear cut, this is what I have to do this year because I didn't want to open myself up to disaster being so pigeonholed in plans. It was more like, all right, make sure you have a really good foundation built. Okay. And then we can go from there. Don't try to overcomplicate. That was what I was really worried about is. I didn't want to overcomplicate things. I didn't want to overwhelm advertisers with a number of options. I didn't want to overwhelm my contributors. I didn't, I wanted it to be very simple, no matter how you interacted with CNR, whether it was an advertiser, a reader, a contributor, that it was simple and people understood the process and no one felt overloaded when they were interacting with me. So that's been the goal. And I think overall that's gone pretty well. And I think that that's also helped me innovate as I go. And so I've taken every single... Um, ad that I've sold I've taken that personally and I've really come up with personalized plans for people who advertise with CNR and tried to get creative for people that want xyz whatever but that's been better I think than having just a list of stuff and it's like here's what you can get and that's that's it um, I really care and I want people to be successful in it so there's, um, you well, know, there's certainly that, you know- things that I do wish would have gone better. Um, There are some things that ended up under major deadline pressure. Like I can talk about the cover of the July-August issue is the Unsung Hero Award. So I launched this industry-wide award that is for people in companies that are like the people that don't get recognized, right? We have awards in our industry for... CEOs and top leaders. There's the Women in Restoration Award. There's the ladder award for young up and coming leaders, but there isn't something for everyday people in the trenches, right? Okay. And no, so I created the Unsung Hero Award. So there's, um, every year there'll be three winners. There's somebody from the, a field position, somebody from an office position and somebody from an executive level that wins every year. And actually this year we only have two winners. So there's one hiccup because one of the winners, um, quit his job like <laughs> right after right after we found out he won he quit without notice so okay not such an unsung hero but i ended up the it just the timeline of that got majorly crunched which wasn't how i like to do things so i think that it, this is one of those things where as i roll it out people probably wouldn't notice that there's anything wrong with it but right. i certainly would love to do more due diligence um and um give more credit to the people who did win. They deserve that. So that's something that I'm looking to redo next year. There's things like like the May, let's see, April, May, issue i think it was ended up going to like four big trade shows where next year i would break that up so it's not like i don't have the same issue going to ria and the spring experience as i have going to like access and contractor connection you know little things like that where i'm figuring out the industry calendar year and how all this needs to play out and i don't know it's it's a learning curve over here we're learning as we go
0: yeah Well, and that's, I mean, well, and you're going to, you're going to continue. I mean, my years in business, um, I'm still learning. We just, well, we just learned through a whole supply chain issue and the the whole pandemic. And that was a whole new, a whole new curve to business that I wasn't, well, I shouldn't say I wasn't prepared specifically for it, but I was prepared with an oh shit account. So we, we were, we were prepared, (laughs) we were prepared, just not prepared for that so, so anyway um but yeah so I mean that, that stuff's gonna happen that's great that you guys are rolling with it and you're right I mean so many times that uh you know you're gonna you'll you'll see it or you you'll feel the stress behind it and it's like no one else sees it though no one else no, no one else knows uh so you know you kind of roll it out and and uh yeah you get to you get to play like right behind the curtains and you get to show what you want to show and no one else no one else sees that but that's that's great that you're that you're coming through now what in this in this last year? I mean, I guess those are some of the some of the the twists and turns that you've had, right? But what in this last year like stands out industry wide is like this was a this was a top story, or like this was a this was a pivotal change in the in the market, or something that really stands out that was that's significant in this last year.
1: Gosh, M&A is always a topic, right? People are tired of talking about mergers and acquisitions, but it does continue to be a topic. Okay. I do think that that is going to change. They do have to slow down at some point. So I think within the next six to 12 months, we are going to see a little bit of a shift there. But um that's probably been the biggest conversation because there's been so many sides to the conversation. I guess there's the people who are doing the acquiring, there are the people who are being acquired. And then there's the group that's like, I'm not being acquired. I want to try to stay competitive in my marketplace. Mm-hmm. And so they've had to pay attention to M&A simply for that reason. But I was talking to um, somebody yesterday who had, and they were curious if this is how it's imp- curious of the impact that MA is really having that we're not talking about. Um, so this person is in a market where one of their competitors just got acquired by one of the big top few big ones. And um, they have seen, this person has seen their business grow rather significantly quickly because that other company that got acquired has been losing business and not doing as well since the acquisition. So I'm curious how those acquisitions are affecting truly the local marketplace and what's really happening behind the scenes. Jeff Jones from Violent just wrote a really interesting article that is in the next issue. And he did take a totally positive spin on it, but the impact that acquisitions have on the team within the company you know we don't really hear from sure. people that work in these companies that are getting acquired and what is it like to go through that process here's some tips to get through it and you know hang in there here's what to expect those kind of things so i think i think those are the kind of conversations also that are fruitful because those are big changes for people and can be a huge culture shift a huge whatever so I have to say MA is probably the biggest topic. I've seen mitigation and stabilization has been a really big topic as well. And then um from more of the technical side, I've seen I saw more people write about that this year, which I thought was interesting. And then, of course, hiring labor, all sure. of that. That's not going anywhere, but that's huge. I just did a webinar a couple of days ago with um, Leighton from Know How and Phil Rosebrook. And it had great interaction with the audience. And they had a lot of good things to say. And that's another thing that's just not going to go away anytime soon.
0: Sure. Yeah. So so yeah, all three very big topics. Um, I know, the, I know, for me, the Merger acquisitions, uh Yeah, when you when I do talk to some people, because i well, and I've had some, you know, basically some customers that I check in on, you know, and it's like, uh, we're going to hold off on our order yet this year because we're getting ready to get acquired. And we don't know how that's going to look. And and uh, and talking with people about I mean, there's so much uncertainty on the employee side of, yep. you know, what's what's going to happen. And even when someone says something's going to happen, does it actually happen? Or are they <laughs> is that just being said so that everyone stays calm while it's while it's happening? Yeah. Um, yeah and it's. I mean- it's
1: Sorry,
0: go ahead. Well, I'd say it's it's hard to get to kind of well for me anyway, from the from the conversations I've had, to get any sort of real answers to anything because then also everybody wants to be, you know, kind of politically correct and and like, well, you know, everything is gonna be fine, it's gonna be good, and you know, we have positive outlooks, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know how those how those things all work out every time. And I'm sure there's definitely companies that are doing it better than others when they acquire and but it is uh it is interesting. It's been happening a lot, yeah.
1: It has been happening a lot, yes. <clears throat> so I guess we'll continue to see what happens in the announcements that come out. And uh, it's funny, right? Like you and I know so many people in the industry. Some come as a surprise, right? Every once in a while, you hear of one where you're like, "Wow, I didn't see that one coming." Or other times where it's yeah. like, "Oh, that makes sense." Like I got to say, a lot of the fleet acquisitions, fleet response acquisitions, and Mark Springer, a lot of those have made sense. Like those companies are all very similar in core values all ria members like yeah. all know each other same kind of businesses like those have totally every time a new one comes out on my app that makes sense <laughs> yep yeah, that makes sense i you know but um they're all like jc restoration when warner sold that to me it was like i did not see that one coming so yeah you never know
0: Well, and I know, well, Warner's a good friend of mine. Uh, I've talked with him in the past and I I know when I was talking with him, we were just talking exit strategies. I don't know how long ago this was. And he's like, well, ultimately, you know, I want to sell. I want to sell. And uh, so I was, I was happy. Like when it, when it happened, it was kind of like, oh, he did it. it." (laughs) There (laughs) there it is. He did it. Um, So I was, I was happy for it, but it was the comment further on that. So I was, I was having dinner with my wife and we were talking. I was like, oh yeah, you know, JC just sold. And, and she's like, oh, what's Warner doing now? And I'm, and I'm like, you know, I don't probably don't have my phone on me either, but uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I need to, I need to follow up with him. Probably, uh, you know, try to make a, make a call next week and see. And she's like, oh, he's the uh, director at blues. Like she just like found him on LinkedIn and rattled off his new position to me. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's, that's what he's doing. My wife's very, she's very good on the phone and researching, but yeah. So while I'm sitting here pondering, oh, I have no idea what's going, she already had it figured out and.
1: Sounds like your wife and I would get along. If she ever wants a, uh, a career in journalism, send her my way because people who know how to find information, those are my people.
0: Well, she's a lawyer. Yeah, she she's research. Yep. Yeah, she that's that's exactly what she does. She just researches things, finds the answers. Now, um, yep. but yeah, I thought I always go. I just thought that was funny that I'm sitting here like trying to figure it out, and she's like, "Never mind, I already answered my own question." You haven't even finished your thought yet. Um, usually, that's a lot of how our relationship is. Uh, but be, but yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of those things happening. And I know for my business, I don't know how other people are, but you know, a lot of times I have such personal relationships. I mean, really, and JC Restorations, uh, one a good one. Um, you know, me and Warner go back a long time. He was one of my very first customers. Uh, really helped launch my business, and uh, and I've you know stayed very good friends with him. But it's you know a lot of companies are like that. And then I feel like almost like once they get acquired, it's almost like they just they just become corporate and they disappear off my radar and. And so that's been a a little bit of a challenge for me. And then also it's like, you know, now I have a different contact that I need to go talk to if I'm, you know, if I need, if I want to talk to JC Restoration about equipment, it's going through a different, a different person. It's a little bit more of a struggle for me. I have to go find out who it is. And, you know, with the, with the smaller companies, like getting to know somebody being personable, that's, it's pretty easy for me to get to get in and get to the person I need to talk to um, yeah. where I feel like with the larger chains and large organizations like that, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot more gates. There's a lot more effort that needs put into it and it takes longer. And honestly, I don't like that, but so the merger and acquisition things, I'm not a fan of it. I like, I like the small companies, but, uh, but yeah, that's what, that is what's happening though. That is what's happening.
1: It's hard to keep up with who to talk to as well, right? Like, I've found like marketing teams change and people change so fast. Oh, yeah. The big yeah. Companies just because that's how it is. And that's fine. But that gets, it's hard to keep up with like, and then you're starting the relationship over, right? When, when so much of business is relationship based and yeah. you have to start it over, it's like, all right.
0: Yeah. I'm like, no, I've already had, I've had this relationship for five years. We don't need to start yeah. over. But yes. No, yeah. We right, do. I've
1: reestablished this a few times before. I really don't feel <laughs> like, but you know, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. Yeah, now when you were talking about what uh, was the mitigation and stabilization, what yeah. is what is that?
1: Um the idea of stabilizing a water loss um, before starting the miti- well stabilizing to make sure that there isn't more damage, especially as you're maybe waiting for an adjuster to come through or the claim to get approved or things like that, not letting a structure stay in its current state and maybe continue to deteriorate or open up for mold growth or whatever that may be. to okay. um, so stabilizing the environment. And something that like Ken Larson and Chris Rosnowski and kind of those top drying experts in the industry, Um, David Sweet, he has an ebook on the CNR website for free that's been I don't has had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of downloads. Yeah. Um, so kind of that. Yeah. Also, I, I think that that's something that contractors have struggled to justify to adjusters and stuff like that, and get the stabilization portion of the process covered. But it's like if you don't pay for stabilization, then it's going to be in even worse shape by the time we do start the actual mitigation process. So that's. I, that's interesting, interesting.
0: yeah You're i haven't. I don't know that, that i've been I, mean, I haven't been involved in that personally um Same. but yeah that's uh but that it, but it makes yeah it makes sense we can't just let it get like we just stand there and watch it get worse while we wait no um, yeah
1: no so it, yeah stabilization makes good sense i'm trying to those are kind of the big the big trends I have so something new that CNR is launching actually um, it's going to be launched on July 25th. So we're recording this on the 15th, and I don't know when you're releasing this, but I'm I'm releasing it at the Collective um, core show in a couple weeks. Okay, in partnership with Know How. So I have people ask me all the time for data on the industry all the time, and there are some other studies out there that do have some data, whether it's related to products or trends or whatever. But I have people ask me all the time, and so. I had hoped when I bought CNR that at some point I could do a state of the industry type study, but I wasn't sure really how long it was going to take me to do that. Like that's, that kind of stuff is a big undertaking, but I had the privilege this year of being a partner with KnowHow, which is a software company, um, for, they did a study of the workforce in the industry and published a book related to it. And it was the cover story for the, um, March, I guess it was the March-April issue of CNR and um talking about the great resignation and how to bring more talent in the industry and stuff like that. But anyway, yeah. know-how being a software company is very talented with collecting data, analyzing data, has a great team, whatever. So I had the I asked them if they would partner with me to do a state of the industry study so they can handle more of the technology research data side, and I can more be with the educational outreach, that kind of thing. So we are on the 25th launching a state of the industry study that's going to cover everything from- the size of companies, um, number of employees, do you expect your job force to increase or decrease in the next year? Are you looking, what's your revenue? Is that increasing or decreasing? It's all anonymous, obviously, but yeah. um, it's going to gather all of this data that we maybe don't know or want to know more of um, diving some into equipment, diving into Products and chemicals. Um, I'm trying to think what other questions are in there. I tried to, it's broken down into several sections. So, talking a little bit about MA, we're talking, there's a section on getting paid and how many companies are actually giving Xactimate pricing feedback. Um, What are companies using for their pricing methodology? Like, are people using Xactimate? Are they using Claims Connect? Are they using TM? Are they using? whatever, and trying to find out what that breakdown is, because we are seeing a shift, right, of people trying to go a different direction instead of being married to existing price lists. So anyway, so that's what's on the table for that. So that's going to be the cover story for the um, for the November, December issue of CNR. And there should be at least a webinar related to it. And the study will also be available, all of the research. And so that's, I think, the big thing that's on the horizon for the rest of the year for CNR.
0: So you're just sending you're, I'm basically surveys that are going out to restoration companies mm-hmm. and they're just, they're filling them out. You're then you're collecting the data and organizing it. And that's going to yep. be, that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. I know a-
1: ask, so the idea is, and this is one of the messages that I really want to get out is. I want people to keep in mind that we have to start somewhere with this type of research, right? So CNR is here to stay. So the idea is that this year's survey is going to be like the benchmark. This is what we're starting. This is our foundational research. And then hopefully we can build on that every year after this, as we create a new survey every year, we can drill down further into interesting data points or expand on something or whatever, like this year's research, isn't all it's going to be. This is where we're starting. This is giving us our baseline. So then we can really, get further into it every year and just get really good, honest looks at the industry as we get further and further into the future.
0: Has this has this been done before? Has anyone or is there anything like this that existed already?
1: Uh, Clean Facts does a a study. I don't know how deep theirs is. I've looked at it a little bit. I don't know. I've never seen like their actual like downloadable full study. So I don't know how deep it is. R&R does do something similar, but that was more um, which is very valuable to advertisers theirs was more drilling down into specific product usage like what brands are you using and those kinds of things so i think overall that ended up being more of a value on the advertiser side seeing what their market share was and things like that and they sell the study if people want to buy it um so my hope is that this is going to be more a full industry look if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah no it does um When did when has this always been an idea that you wanted? Like when you when you started, you wanted to do this, or how did this how did this progress into? It's coming like it's coming out.
1: (laughs) It was something that I always wanted to do, but anything like this or an award or anything, those are such big undertakings that I was. I knew early on, I was like, I would love to do that down the road. I had like my mentor, who's also a publisher and owns several um, B2B magazines in his own publishing company. Mm -hmm. Um, He had recommended doing something like this early on and like hiring a data type company to do it with, which is really expensive. And I just I also I'm very cognizant of this is such a small industry that bringing in partners outside of the industry that don't understand the industry doesn't always work. Right. Maybe you found the same thing. Like if you don't understand restoration, it doesn't tend to be the same. It was even the same. When I built the CNR website, I, you know, got quotes from several different companies, some within the industry and some outside. And I hands down went with, I went with spot on solutions. So somebody inside the industry because I knew that they understood the industry and that's just easier, better, I don't more authentic, I guess, where they know really what to drill down on. So I felt know how will be a really good partner for this for sure. And, um, and then I have a partner in doing the heavy lifting because I don't have the ability or the manpower, woman power, person power, whatever it may be <laughs> to do it myself. Um,
0: yeah. But like, you're very involved though. I mean, you're, Even in describing, you know, I mean, you're very hands on in the in the magazine and and talking with the advertisers and trying to put, you know, plans together because I because I've been approached by different advertiser you know, advertising opportunities like here's the list, you know, and it's like, well, that's okay that's fine. I'm not really that's not really my thing, but it doesn't sound like that's how you're approaching it. You're you're I mean, it's a lot more personal. It's a lot more customized. It's a lot more intentional uh, with, with kind of everything that you're, that you're doing. I mean, uh, I mean, with the, with the podcast and with the, just like your, your hands are on all of it.
1: Yeah. I think I can pretty safely say that probably half of the advertisers that CNR has are people who have never advertised in the industry before, never, never been in another industry publication, nothing. And I think I can reasonably say that I have solid relationships with all of them. And it's a personal back and forth interaction. So if they have a question, they feel free to reach out to me. And I send reminder emails and I'm constantly checking in with people, not in an annoying way, but just in a, hey, just a reminder, you're a couple weeks out from a deadline. So I'm not expecting people to this industry, again, because of its size, a lot of these companies don't have big marketing teams or whatever, and they need help and guidance and ideas and templates and all of that. And so I'm, I'm happy to provide that and help as much as I can. And talking about manpower, people power, women power, whatever we're doing, I um, I do have a team that's growing at CNR that has been crucial to our ability to grow. So I hired, um, her name is Sarah. She's actually my cousin, which is... Funny, but she has, she is massively talented. I hired her. She came on part-time in, gosh, maybe February. Um, and she'll be full-time with me in the next couple of months as our creative director. And she okay. is the person that makes all those graphics you see on the website and um, she makes everything look really good. And she also is already working with some advertisers. She puts together all the e-blasts that you see go out. Um, She was a major pusher. She did all of the restoring kindness campaign, social media stuff and all of that. So she's massively talented and already really engaged. And um, so having people like that has also been critical. Like I certainly have not done this all myself, like spot on solutions, having them do the website has been huge because they've been, their team has been there anytime I've needed something bigger. Like I have a webinar coming up. Can you please create a landing page and they'll handle kind of the bigger stuff like that. That's just beyond me. They created the new restoring kindness website and redirected, you know, so I do have a lot of people in my world that I can say, Hey, I need help with this and they will run with it. And that's, yeah. That's everything, right? That's if I didn't huge. have that, I would be way in the weeds and really overwhelmed, and we wouldn't be growing. So it's certainly not all me.
0: I, under- I understand that, but it's a lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> Even but if it isn't you. you directly, it's still... It's still you. Yeah. Uh, no, but I think that's, I think that's what's really cool about it. I mean, there isn't, and it's, and it's the same thing in my company. I know, I know that I've been in plenty of meetings where, you know, we go around the table and everyone has their action items and they have to get a hold of this person and they have to talk to this person and they'll get back with them in two weeks. And then it gets to me and I'm like, yeah, I'll take care of it tomorrow. It's done. And that's, that's- and that's where I see you can do that now in your position. And, and, and I'm sure things are moving a lot faster and you can, you feel like you can do a lot more.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And um, my controller is amazing, but yes, it's also the same with like one of our learning curves, I will say, and this is really transparent, is figuring out like obviously I'm working with marketing people and mm-hmm. sometimes owners, but I'm not working with their controllers. So figuring out like who bills and stuff need to go to invoices has been a little bit of a learning curve on our part. You're nodding. as yep. like, yeah, I'm yep. there. I understand that. And that position changes, but no one's really telling you like they're not reaching out to every single person they work with saying, hey, we have a new controller or Accounts person or whatever, so that's been kind of a funny learning curve, not fun, funny <laughs> learning curve on our end, I guess, um, to make sure that that process has been smoothed out. And I think it mostly has been, but
0: there's yeah. always something though. There's always something that'll come up.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> now with the, gro- to- uh-huh. want to say with the growth that you're talking about, um, how have you guys grown this year, and then what? Where are your goals and what are you expecting in in the next coming year?
1: Um, so I have actually these stats. I pulled them up. So this is in my publisher's note that is in the next issue. So people will see these stats in the next issue because I wanted okay. to do something to commemorate. Like one of the things that I stressed in this publisher's note, and I would stress here is the growth is so entirely thanks to the industry. Like, yes, I've worked really hard, but it's people trusting me, advertisers, readers, contributors, everybody, right? Like it has really taken the entire industry to make CNR what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, if contributors weren't writing good stuff, people wouldn't read it. They would be moving along. And if advertisers weren't supporting it, there would be no magazine. So it does really take everybody to make this work. So the print and digital magazine subscribers, we've had an 897% increase since I bought the magazine.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's 900% huge.
1: increase in readership. In a in a year,
0: I mean, to um, me, that's amazing that you that you've even been able to just keep up with that that's that stat, <laughs> like among everything else that you're doing. That's huge. It,
1: I that's... won't say that it's not really overwhelming some days. I yeah. definitely have some days where I'm like, all right, I'm one person, and this is a big industry, and I'm really overwhelmed, and there's only so much I can do. Yeah. Um, but that's also shows the importance of getting people like Sarah and other like Sarah's going to come to um, violins business planning retreat with me and start getting into the industry so that I'm not the only person that's like front right here. I can't be the only person that's front. Um, So our e-newsletter reaches 30 more than 37,000 cleaners and restorers a month. Our website gets over 12,000 page views a month. And that had our website was brand new. So when I bought CNR, the RA didn't have a website related to it. So it was a brand new, no domain authority, no yeah. anything, no Google ranking, no nothing. So over 12,000 page views there a month.
0: That's amazing. We get,
1: yeah, we get, we're at almost 3,000 listens and views a month on the podcast and over 50,000 impressions on Facebook and LinkedIn a month. So
0: you are doing a fantastic job. And I mean, in the, and the information that you're putting out is, I know it's good, but obviously Obviously, it's good. I mean, you're getting great response.
1: I am thrilled by these numbers. And also, I look at them and go, I don't know how it it also makes me like, hold my breath for a second. Like, I don't know how we could keep up with that. Like, at some point, it's got to kind of, you know, like, we can't keep it doesn't. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I've been saying that for 10 years in my business. And it's still I'm like, we're selling more. We sold more. That's a good
1: problem to have. So, so I good mean, for it's. You, and I'm glad to hear that that's your problem. I hope that that's my problem I, too. I'm we're, just, cool. probably,
0: I'm, if you're, if you're providing value, I'm sure it's going to be your problem also. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are worse problems here. There There's, are worse problems. Oh,
0: absolutely. Let's, that's got to make you, I mean, that's got to make you feel good though, that to see that, you know, you had this, this dream or this vision, this goal and almost a 900%. Congratulations. That is, that is fantastic. You've worked really hard and you're doing it.
1: Thank you. You're doing it. Yeah. One of the most maybe honoring things to me has been that I have, I think five women that work with me now who are all moms except one and that I get to help support other people and their Mm -hmm. families. And Mm -hmm. that's been really rewarding to me. And I take that very personally. Um, So I'm, I'm thankful to have opportunities like that, not just to serve the industry, but to have other people alongside me and to be able to bless them and give them a career path or whatever. Like my cousin is a, was a stay-at-home mom. She has three kids um and she has she has a degree in graphic design but she never really had like a career professional job in it wasn't really sure what she was going to do and she and I just ended up talking on the phone one day and I really was at a point where I was like I really need help and so it was like hey do you want to just like post some stuff to the website for me and just do a few little things here and there I could really use help and it's blossomed into her being this amazing right-hand person a full-time job for her as a stay-at-home mom which is like with her degree, which is more than she could have dreamed of. And she's making CNR look really good. And um, she's one of those type of people that just like steps in and takes charge of things as well. So she doesn't take a whole lot of coaching or guide. It's Oh, God knows what he's (laughs) doing, right? He puts these people in your path. And it's like, I don't know how you did that. But thank thank you. you. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and good for you to be able to Well, I guess I should ask you, how difficult is it for you to now that now that it's kind of yours, it's your magazine, how hard is it for you to give up some of that creative control and go here, you you do it now?
1: Creative control, not hard, because visually, I'm not, I can envision stuff, but I can't make it be kind of right. Like, I'm not the executor of that. So um It goes along with my disc profile, right? Like I'm a very high DI. And so I have a really hard time like sitting down and actually getting things. That's not true. Because I get things done. I don't know how to say other than like,
0: I get I'm a DI too. So I get it. Yeah, thank
1: you. I don't really know how to describe that. But I needed some S and some C in my life to help balance me out and have somebody that's going to be consistent. I guess that's I can be consistent, but in the big things, I'm not necessarily consistent in the nitty gritty, like making sure all the little details are taken care of and like monitoring website ads and making sure that all of those are running when they need to be. And, you know, all those we have, we're at the point where we have thousand probably like you and your parts, like thousands of deliverables throughout the year at this point. And I can't, my brain cannot do that part of it. I would just explode. So, um, so I think for the most, the only area that I see myself struggling, giving up any sort of reins would be the sales side. Cause I take that so personally and the relationship. So personally, Yeah, um, I could even see giving up some editorial control. Like I could see being, you know, there to help figure out what is going in the magazine and reaching out to contributors early on, but giving over the reins of you know, full editing and layout and those kinds of things. I can see giving that up. I would still have some hand in it, right? Like I'm going to look at it before it goes anywhere. Right. Lord knows what could happen in this industry. But um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that laugh. That's a knowing <laughs> <laughs> laugh.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These
1: can go really off the rails if you're not careful. I've been Quickly. there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, the sales side, I would have a hard time giving up. Some of the relationships I have, and I would really have to trust the person that came in that they're going to nurture those relationships and care for people in the way that hopefully I would, and I know that that exists. I'm not the only person like that at all whatsoever. This industry is full of people who are great with relationships. Yeah. So at I some would, point we'll get there. Maybe I would
0: say the one, and I'm I'm pretty much on board with everything you're saying. I mean, how it relates even to my company, and the other thing that that's always in the back of my because I haven't I haven't hired. I need to get a, a sales rep. Like that's the next kind of person on my list. If I really want to do anything and, and grow where I want to get to uh, yep. a sales rep is next. So I'm, I'm going to need to give up some of that. Some of my personal touch and hope that someone else has it. But then in the back of my mind, my mind too, is like that person can also, and 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 don't get me wrong. If someone finds a better job, a better career a, a better opportunity like i'm gonna give you a hug and i'm gonna tell you yep. good luck and go but at the same time I'm like oh i gotta start over because i'm not going anywhere <laughs> i'm i'm staying here but i know that's that's always the like i don't know i need to get past that but that's that's oh, also that's also there too it's like i'm gonna you know do you spend all this time and do this and, and then it's like well then they and then they go do something better and good for them for doing it but now i have to start over
1: I guess it's part of and it. And then we remind ourselves, right? Like, well, there's other people out there, and the next person could be even better. So it's going to be okay. But I'm totally the same way with Sarah and the amount of nitty gritty day to day that she takes care of now that I'm like, I'm I like, what if I get to the point where I don't know how to do some of this stuff anymore? That's yeah. what I'm going to yeah. yeah. have a really big problem. Hopefully that never happens. And she's just never allowed to quit. So.
0: I guess, yeah, are. I guess that's the option too. I never thought you'd just say, you're never, if you take this position, <laughs> you are now never allowed to quit.
1: <laughs> I mean, well,
0: yeah, let me know how that works.
1: We're family, <laughs> so she's stuck. <laughs> Not really, but I'd be thrilled if she found, like you, I'd be thrilled for somebody who finds something sure. else and also like crying, whimpering in a corner if I had to go back to zero. So,
0: yeah. Well, and I've, and I've had it, you know, well, and I, I mean, a lot of the guys that come through and kind of help with the, uh, I mean, just like the unboxing of things and the prep work. And, and you know, I, I always, anytime they start, it's like, listen, this is a temporary position for you. Like, this is not a career, like this is a stepping stone. You need to go to the next one and I'll be happy when you leave and you find it. Um, but at the same time, then I call home and I'm like, hey, hon, I'm going to do 12 hour days for the next couple because, Yeah. Jason, Jason just got a better job and we're happy for him. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to work a little longer now until we get it. Yeah, that's just it's part of it, though. But I think I think, too, you know, that's what we decided when we decided to be business owners. Yes, like this I was is thinking
1: the same thing.
0: So I never, I never want anybody to like feel bad for me or I'm not trying to get a pity party. Like this is a decision that I consciously made when I decided to be a business owner. This is, this is one of the problems or potential problems that I, that I took on. So I, I accept full responsibility for it. I'm accountable to it. Um, but it does suck and sometimes. would you take it that does. problem
1: any day of the week to be business? Like I would, I could never go back and work for somebody now. I don't think I would have such a hard time like getting to do my own thing and really truly be my own boss. Like I think yeah. you and I are probably the same where no matter what position we've ever had, we've taken ownership of it and not needed maybe a whole lot of like, you don't really need to coach me or police me or whatever. Like I'm gonna do what I say I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go above and beyond. I'm gonna own this. But now that I actually own it, yeah. And I actually, I could never, I don't think I could ever go back now.
0: Well, I would think, I would yeah, in gone. some of the positions I've had, I've probably taken more ownership than yes. I needed to because exactly. <laughs> it's just, Same. that's how I am. Yeah. My, my wife tells me that I would be a terrible employee. She's like, I would hate to manage you. You'd be a terrible <laughs> employee.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so she's right. And she's right. Big ideas and wanted to do all the things because why can't we do all the things? Doing all the things is a great idea.
0: Yeah. I need answers now. I want to move now. I want it done tomorrow. Let's go. <laughs> Oh gosh! Are you
1: like that around your house? Uh, My, I am like, like if I get an idea in my head of a project that needs to happen around the house, it's happening like today. Like I'm going to Home Depot and buying the stuff, and we're it's done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and for me, it's, I mean, it serves me well in the shop because I'll, you know, I'll walk, if I walk around and I have to move a box twice, I'm like, okay, why did I, now I'm like, why did I even have to move it once? Like, where does this need to go? Where can this, does this need wheels? Does this need a shelf built? Does this, and like, I'm, I'm fixing it, but yeah, there'll be times, well, it just happened. You know, it's like, I'm walking in the front door and like, I brush against a bush and I'm like, this push needs trimmed. It was like, actually just needs removed. And then next thing, you know, like, I'm like getting a chain out. And like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm tearing the bushes out of the front yard. This is ridiculous. I, she's like, what? <laughs> no. So that's I don't know if it's that experience. bad. I don't know if it's that bad for you. That's that's what my wife that's has to scary. deal with. I just take a, a like eight hour project. I just decided to do it right now. We're going like I'm painting a wall. This is ridiculous. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. I that's. Yep. <laughs> but did your arm brush against the bush a couple times before you got to that point? And then eventually you got to that point where it's like, all right.
0: I'm with three strikes and you're out. If it if it bothers me three times, then it needs it needs fixed or eliminated right now. It cannot do it a fourth time.
1: My poor husband, it happened to us just this week. He's like, you have got to relax. (laughs) I'm like, I can't relax. Do you see all the stuff in our house? How do you relax when there's stuff everywhere?
0: Yeah, no, I get it. I think I've moved the trash cans on her like four times like just No, but it can't go here anymore. This is a bad idea. It needs to go over here now. Yeah. Okay. Moving outside of our own weirdness um, (laughs) that serves us well in our business, maybe not so well to our spouses, but in our business, it's great. You are working hard. I know you are. You're you're one year in, you're experiencing all this growth. I'm sure you're putting crazy, crazy hours in, but at the same time, and I know, I'm sure you know this, you have to take care of yourself. You have Mm -hmm. to do things where you can just unwind where you can download where you can focus on some self-care yep. w- what are you do? what are you doing what what is the, the the one thing or the thing that you do that's like this has to be done otherwise I'll lose my mind um well gosh, hopefully you have something things, otherwise you're just losing your mind
1: <laughs> we just actually came off of spending two weeks in Northern Michigan. Um, my in-laws oh, okay. own a place on Lake Charlevoix, so And we were there for a week and I did work while I was there. Um, but that also meant like, if I was done, the interesting part of owning your own business. And I think with remote work today, right. Is it's not a nine to five work. Isn't nine to five anymore. It's like you work until what you need to get done is done. You maybe pick it back up in the evening if you want to. Like, I'll do that after the kids go to bed. If there's no harm, no foul on it. I might yeah. work a little bit before they get up. Like, there's so much flexibility in it, especially if you know what needs to get done that um, I'll work on a rainy day. So I know that if there's a nicer day coming, I could, you know, go do an adventure day with my boys or whatever that may be. So a um, week before the 4th of July, we were at a house in the Thumb because we can do this in Michigan.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Tip of the thumb um, with a group of friends where we have um, three other families that we're really close to. We all have kids that are the same age. There was 17 of us in an Airbnb, but um, it was very fun. And um, I had worked enough ahead that I was really able to mostly step away for that week. And we had a great time and the kids played and the adults hung out. And um, those are the memories that so count as a kid, right? Like, I just, those are the memories I have with my cousins when I was little and my kids don't have cousins, at least right now. And so this is, this, these are, this is like the family we chose kind of. Right. So spending a week with them at a Lake house, like on Lake Huron where the kids could just be free and run was everything. And then the week, the second week being up at um, a house on the other side of the state was also great. And um, I'm also pretty, I've tried to this summer, like I guess I don't know how your business year looks, but in publishing the busiest part of the year tends to be the end of the year when people are making their purchasing and advertising decisions for the next year. Okay. So um, this summer for me, I've tried to look at as a little bit of like, I do have these big projects like the state of the industry and we just did unsung heroes and I do have issues that are getting out and I've actually, I've done, I've closed some bigger contracts than I expected this summer for the rest of the year, but it's also given me a little bit more free time because it's not heart of selling season to like yesterday, I did a little bit more with my boys versus working. And so it's just kind of finding that balance. And I think it's actually in some ways, even though I've, I'm sure I'm working way more hours now than I did like at R&R, I find it easier for me to not feel guilty when I step away for a little bit owning it versus it being owned by somebody else. Cause it's like, I know that I'm being a good steward of it. I know what needs to get done. I'm not doing harm to anything. Right. Um, so I think it's actually been easier in some ways for me to relax. I don't think that that would be the case if things weren't going well, but overall they are going well and the wheels aren't falling off. So that does give <laughs> me the freedom, I think, to kind of be okay. I also work out that helps, I, but I go to the gym at 6am. So I'm done and out. Okay. My story from this week though, is I went to the gym on tuesday morning um and my car was broken into and my purse was stolen so that made for an interesting week but that stuff
0: drives me crazy i just had a um a vendor i was talking to last week yeah his car got broken into and they stole his wallet and yeah i had
1: my purse like back behind hidden somewhat but um yeah they smashed my back window and we just keep finding glass so now i gotta find a detail pla- i don't know it's pain but
0: and that's what and that's what it is it's just such a it, you're just like what an inconvenience like it's not yeah <laughs> uh, it is i'm like, it like is a person a that's
1: pretty uh Pretty casual about like, do we really need identity theft protection? Like that kind of stuff's never gonna happen. Oh. Blah blah blah. But we've yeah. been paying for several years, like the twelve dollars or whatever, for identity theft protection. And in this, I've like we've activated all of it because this woman, she she got my driver's license, credit card, and debit card. But she tried. She's now been in three counties in the Detroit area. And in two of the counties tried to withdraw large sums of money from our account. And at the second location, she led police on a short police chase when they showed up to arrest her. So we'll see if they get her. I'm not wow. getting my stuff back. I know that, but I hope they get her.
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's that's a whole note. I know that I've had, I've had, yeah well actually i actually had someone so we had we, we just changed well not just changed about a year ago we uh ended up doing quickbooks on the cloud because i right. did have uh, a remote connection into my computer and we had all this we had all this software and and things and i have a, a computer guy that helped me out but somebody now this would have been this has been two years ago it's right over thanksgiving um but somebody had got access into my computer i didn't even know they were there they had been there for like a week. They had, they had, they were, cause I guess my my computer guy was able to go back and look at everything. They set up their own like account in my computer. I don't know how they did. I'm not a computer guy or whatever, but he was like, oh yeah, they've been here and they looked at this and this and this. And then right over Thanksgiving, they hit all of my accounts, my Amazon, PayPal, like they hit bank accounts, everything. And I was literally, I remember I was in bed and- like my phone's going off and I'm like, what's going on? And I look, in the Amazon once my, you know, wants me to do my code, my second dive in. And I'm like, I'm not even on Amazon. And then I went down to my computer. I literally watched emails come into my inbox, move to my trash and then disappear. Like any new purchase or any, like it was, it was insane. And I just ended up unplugging my computer and I was like, I don't even know what to go. Luckily, make it stop
1: unplugging. It's going to make it stop.
0: I think it did. Right. Like, I it's just like, like,
1: yeah, if they're remoted into it. Yeah.
0: I mean, I just, I just, I just, remember I just reached under the desk, just unplugged it. I was like, I don't even know what to do. Just unplugged it. And then I called my IT guy and then we got it. But it, it was, yeah, they That's were in, awesome. they were in there for a week. Just watching everything. And, and then, you know, and then I have, my and my computer thinks it's me so i have all my google passwords saved oh, and yeah. yeah you can just you can log into my bank accounts you can log into oh it was, an, it was insane it was insane that's we got insane it we got nightmare. it all back and it all got fixed but
1: <clears throat> yeah that, oh that's such an oh
0: and so it's like okay that, we're, quickbooks is on the cloud now no remote access to my computer this is
1: yeah i've been thankful that it was just my purse i the purse meant a lot to me I don't oh I don't own really anything that holds like actual earthly stock to me at all like my wedding rings and that purse honestly were it you' okay. could take any of that I'm a perger get rid of stuff that purse was something that I mm. had uh it was a goal that I had anyway that purse was a big deal to me but um I'm thankful that it was just like the three cards that were stolen and then that which meant sentimentally like a Pun to me but um there was another car broken into in the lot that he had a his computer it was his work computer with a bunch of financial information encrypted on it like oh, i'd be way more freaked out about yeah. that being stolen than a credit card and a debit card and an id that can get replaced and a purse that can get replaced I don't yeah know a lot know.
0: of that stuff can i know for what kind of i don't know if, i don't know how much this i'm gonna put in the podcast because now we're just
1: i know now we're like <laughs> but that's
0: all right but i know i had when we first moved uh, moved up here into, into Washington State, just outside Seattle, uh, our car got broke into. Like the first two weeks we were here in the apartment parking lot, and we were talking. you to know, some other people, like, "Oh yeah, they get broke into all the time." And they're like, "Just take everything out of it and leave your doors unlocked, and that way they don't break a window." And, it, and that's what we did. Like, so that's our my strategy up here, yeah. which is ridiculous, but it's just make sure there's nothing in it and leave it unlocked. And I've had at least four times in the last year where I've gotten into my car and the glove box has been open or the center council's open or the doors open when I go out to it. And it's like, yeah, well, at least the window's not broken.
1: (laughs) The window alone was such a pain. Like my insurance company was like, well, we can get it replaced next Thursday. And I'm like,
0: well, that's convenient
1: kids. I can't drive around with a broken window. So I found a place on my own that morning that replaced it by the afternoon. So no big deal. But
0: but still time out of your day to go. Yeah. What a pain. Yeah. What a pain.
1: People suck.
0: <laughs> people, some people do really suck.
1: Some people really <laughs> suck. I want them to catch this woman. She's been wearing a wig every bank she's shown up at, so
0: the wig fine. bandit. The
1: wig bandit.
0: I think am gonna name the podcast, Some People Suck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please do. Or the wig bandit. The, the wig, wig bandit? The or wig oh man, bandit people are gonna sucks. think that my hair's a wig <laughs> after that. <laughs> Is that really all of her blonde hair up there?
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Covering all the gray. It's fine.
0: Well, we have, we have just, we just crossed over an hour and you're growing at 900%. So you definitely have other things to do before the, before you enjoy the weekend. Um, Is there anything that you kind of want to, want to wrap up with any final thoughts? Anything, anything we didn't get to that you want to, you want to get out there?
1: No, we covered a ton. Jarrett, thank you for having me. Thank you to, the industry for all of the support that they have given me and CNR. Thank you to you for all of you, all that you do. And for knowing that I was coming up on a year. That was so sweet of you. I, I appreciate that. I'm,
0: I'm good with the anniversaries. That's my, that's my thing. No, it's not. It's not my thing. <laughs> um, but no, I, well, and it's such a mile marker though. And I know, I, I mean, I just, I remember when you got the magazine and, and I follow you and yeah, congratulations. That's just so cool. That's so much fun.
1: Thank you. It yeah. really has been fun. I'm, I'm thrilled.
0: Well, I think that'll wrap it up for us. Uh, Let people know, are you doing any any shows the rest of the year? Where are you going to be? How can people find you, find the magazine? What's the best way to get all of that stuff taken care of?
1: Love it. Okay. C and R, the word and r magazine.com is where you can go. It's free to subscribe. You can choose digital or print. So sign up there. Um, I will be at the collective core's show at it's at the end of July. I am part of the battling bias panel there that I think will be really interesting. Yeah. And core is a great event. So I definitely recommend being there. And then I will be at the experience in Vegas in early September. That's, I think, mostly what I have left. I'll be at some and events later in the year as well. But um, those are the big ones coming up in the next few months. So if you yeah. see me, please say hi. I love it when people are like, I know you and come up and say hi, even though I have no idea what to ever say when people say that. But <laughs> I love it when people introduce themselves. And I love hearing like favorite episodes and people listening to things and how you're interacting and what you I love hearing that. So please share with me.
0: Very good. Very good. Well, that will take care of it. Michelle, thank you so much. Always good to talk to you. This has been this has been a lot of fun. Thank you.
1: Has thank you.
0: All right. This is Jarrett broadcasting right out of his home in Mukilteo, Washington. Michelle coming to us from
1: Detroit, Michigan. Well, Rochester Hills,
0: Rochester Hills, Detroit, Michigan. Hey, thank you very much. Have a great day, everybody.